151 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom as always, my pal De Quincy. Hey everybody, good to be back. Uh, how are you doing, man? Good, I'm good. Uh, good to hear. As I, you can uh, see, I have my blanket on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got my uh, second COVID shot yesterday. Oh man, how was that? Uh, it was fine for the first like 24 hours. I didn't have any like side effects except for like uh, a sore spot at the ejection. But I swear to God, it was it's like um, an edible. So you say, oh, this isn't shit. That's when it hit. Yep. I was like, oh, this this isn't anything. I'm fine. I'm gonna be like my grandma. No symptoms at all. Man, that 24 hours hit and I didn't had um, chills, fatigue, muscle ache, all of that. Oof. I know that all too well, man. That's yeah. is it over with though? Um, I still feel cold and I'm still like a 50 50 50 shot going to work tomorrow. Oh wow. Okay. But, you know, I told them um, you know, after I got the shot that I may not come in today and I came in fine. I'm like, well, I may not come in tomorrow. <laughs> I got the vacation hours, it's fine. I mean sick time, it's fine. Yeah, as long as you do, man, that's all good. Mm-hmm. So it's there for. Yeah, exactly. Use it. Well, man, that's that's a that's big news. I'm glad I, that like I'm I forgot that you that was happening tomorrow or yesterday. So man, I'm I'm very glad for you. Yes, 13 days away from being able to be out in these streets again. Out gonna be out here in these Houston heat, showing our thighs. <laughs> Hashtag thought season for you and me out here at the bars. Okay. <laughs> there All you right. go. Yeah. All I don't right. know if I'm ready to wear shorts yet, but <laughs> I gotta start doing some squats and more importantly, oh. some calf raises. Yeah, get on that. The little chicken legs. But anyway. Trace McGrady calves. <laughs> we're here to uh talk about episode three and four of the Falcon Winter Soldier, episode three, the power uh power broker, episode four, the whole world is watching. Um, so like always, just tell me how you what do you think about these two episodes? I think to, to quote the great Jim Ross, good uh-huh. old JR, business is picking up. Yes, sir. And boy, is it really picking up with these two episodes. Um, as much as I liked episode three, I was not prepared for how much better episode four was going to be, and how much more intense it was going to be. Oh, yeah. Episode four has definitely been the best episode so far. Yeah. Uh, before we go there, let's talk about episode three. And this is a question I wanted to ask you last week but before, you know, we couldn't record. Where does Zemo rank in your Hall of Marvel villains? He's climbing the ladder. I'll tell you that because, uh, you know, he really didn't he really didn't get a chance to... Uh, he really didn't get to like shine as much uh, in uh, 
really just civil war. I mean, towards the end, but um, well, I guess at the beginning, you know, he, you know, killing uh, Wakandan King, and then kind of facilitating the the final battle between Cap and Iron Man. But mm-hmm. uh, other than that, I mean, you know, actually, now that I'm like quickly grow- going back in that that movie. He's he's got to be he's got to rank up there because he was pretty dastardly. And what, I agree, I agree wholeheartedly. I have him very high. I've, I have him either mm-hmm. second or third, and that just that's just depending on how I feel about hell of that day. Mm-hmm. But I have him so high because he he, he both him, both him and Thanos were the only people that actually won. Right, like you kind of forget how good he like how good at being a villain he is mm-hmm. and i in mean, case in point myself myself it just took me a, a, a minute to like process it and be like oh man he was he was really really good in, in civil war yeah that's the one thing i love about these uh these disney plus series it's like as soon as the episode in they pop up with the hey maybe you should watch this movie and for wandavision it was age of ultron and for um this it's been um uh, civil war mm-hmm. so it's like everything ties together and it's also good for people who maybe just watching this show off a of word of mouth like maybe they haven't seen all the movies right this is a little helpful for them but yeah, let's go into episode three. Um, we're going to do this a little differently than we usually do it, guys. We're going to be jumping around. We're not going to give the whole synopsis of every uh, episode because those episodes take an hour each and we only have, what, an hour and a half to talk? Sure. <laughs> All right. So episode three opens up with Bucky and Sam. Well, no, it opens up with MAGA Cap busting into uh, um, one of the Flag Smashers hideout and we said this before he John Walker is the fake humble guy and you can tell that the assholeness is just hiding underneath the sur- the, the surface because he does he pulls off that hole do you know who I am and it's like mm-hmm. Steve Rogers would never do that yeah i mean it's really you're really getting a a a real clear glimpse as to who this guy is yeah Um, and uh it's interesting because i think he's as clear as it is i still think there's some complexity to it to his character so which i think is more it's more it comes more into focus in episode four to be honest Mm -hmm. So moving on, Zemo escapes thanks to the help of Bucky, um, which of course he was going to do without Sam knowledge because Sam's a straight man. He was never going to go for that. Mm-hmm. And you know that like no matter what Bucky says, he really appreciates Sam backing up his plays. Mm-hmm. Like even if they have the whole um good cop bad cop routine going on it's still a healthy level of respect going on in episode three and four well i mean he i mean he recognizes that um that sam was was worthy enough to stand side by side with cap 
and he was the guy yeah the guy cap chose to carry the mantle of the shield Mm -hmm. even though sam turned it down so here this is the first time we actually see how rich baron zemo that zemo is a baron Uh uh-huh it was something that was desperately that was missing from the movies and this guy has money money and which is it's it's a nice little backstory, but when you think about um, what he was in the in the uh, Civil War movie, he was just like a military man, I guess, in um, whatever country the Avengers destroyed. Military service is mandatory even for royalty. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zemo's entire thing is, I'll I'll help you guys because it aligns with my interest, which is eradicating the super soldier program. But they don't have a, any kind of hold on him. Like why he's done. He, why hmm? would he want to get rid of it? I mean, as a villain, wouldn't you want to uh, um, exploit it? Well, he says in episode four, like any person who feels like they're better than other people will eventually come to believe it and they'll see themselves as gods and step on little people yeah and like we say in episode four he explains he's like anyone who uses that power will become a supremacist and you know both bucky and sam point out well what about steve rogers he never did that and zemo gives them point says touche but there's only been one steve rogers Right. And so what's his end game? His end game is ending the super soldier serum, ending the entire program, and staying out of Wakandan prison, which is a pretty <laughs> damn good end game. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I'm, I think that's what um, I think that what that's why at first I kind of forgot about Baron Zemo because you know, with like Thanos, like it's clearly to wipe out half the population. Uh, you know, other villains that like there's a some sort of takeover attempt that you know that they're you know brewing, but um, but this this character not so. I mean, he's he's clearly not after that. Um, I'm sorry, I'm at the part where Zemo's talking about October Man. It really captures the African American experience. <laughs> it's like Zemo has some bars, and that's one thing I, I like about. Um, well, not just Marvel villains, but like villains in general. It's like they're right from their point of view. Like, it's there's no like I'm just gonna kill people because I want to kill people. It's like right. I I want to end this program because it's hurting people, and I the only way I know how to do that is to kill the people who are in charge of it. <laughs> like you can see the reasoning, and it actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you see that with Zemo, and you see that with the Flag Smashers. Yeah, diplomacy is not in their vocabulary. Uh, yeah, but, but was, if diplomacy could have worked, it would already would have worked. Mm-hmm. It's like we've seen this world, and you know, in the Marvel world, and in the world we live we live in currently, it's like if diplomacy worked all the time, we wouldn't have wars. Mm-hmm. And for Zemo, like. Diplomacy doesn't work all the time. The Avengers, they come in, they quote unquote say people, but they do more harm than good. So 
if we get it's um if i remember correctly what was it uh vision and Civil War, he was like, if you look at all the um, supervillains that have risen up, all of them started coming up after Tony came out as Iron Man. So even back then, it's a question of, of do the Avengers do more harm than good? Right. And, you know, if you're a Marvel fan or you're a, a fan of the Avengers in this world, in this world or the DC, uh, the MCU, you're like, of course, the Avengers do more harm. Do you see, do more good? They save people, they help people, they do all this stuff. But if you're someone like any one of the flag smashers or Zemo who lost not only his entire family, but his country after um, Age of Ultron. You're like, well, fuck the Avengers. When we needed them the most, they failed. It's, you know, it's it's interesting to see how... um, to see these, you know, these rationals, these justifications, you know, for, for their, you know, for their methods. And, and, uh, and also and, the same thing, you for, know, they're, they're kind of right. I mean, the same thing with Carly and the Flag Smashers during the five years of the blip, uh, there were open borders. People were able to move around easier and, and, you know, try to have some kind of connection with other people again and then all these people that disappeared five years ago are back and they're trying to make the world like it was back when they were in power it's like hold on what wait wait hold on what mm-hmm. like there was we were moving in a good direction and here you guys come trying to gain power in your corporations and government and screw things up again and like she says at the end of episode three when she blows up that building and kills those people like i think injures 11 kills three violence is the only language they understand which if you've seen america violence is one language we definitely understand whether it happens to us or we're causing it right so continuing on zemo takes both bucky and sam to madripoor and um, I got to say, this city looks so beautiful. It's like South Korea on steroids. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the part I'm at right now. Oh, so you know the, uh, was the writer, director? Yeah, the writer of both episode three and four was the writer of the John Wick series. I had a feeling like that doesn't surprise me because even though I haven't seen the movies, mm-hmm. I've seen enough of the trailers and different scenes. It very much had that kind of feel to it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, I haven't seen either either of the John Wick movies either. I have like I have one here, I believe. I need to watch it. There's just too much stuff to watch. Yeah. So anyway, so Zemo brings them to this bar. They're trying to look for who was it, Shelby? Mm-hmm yeah a hacker because they're trying to get in touch with the i'm sorry i love the power broker and of course hijinks ensue (laughs) (laughs) and the guys are saved by none other than sharon carter so let's talk about sharon carter she's been on the run well she says she's been on the run for years ever since she helped uh, both Sam and Cap get their equipment back in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, she never got a pardon. What do you think about her character? Um, I mean, 
it's it's cool. No, like, I'm asking. She says she's on the run, but she's in Madripoor and she's walking around freely. She mm-hmm. doesn't seem to have a care of the world. She even pulled up like satellite information so she could track John Walker in episode four. <laughs> Do you think Sharon Carter is the power broker? Because I have two theories. That might be the best. That might be the best suit for her. I mean, because like she's. It all kind of that all kind of makes sense. That makes the most sense to me because of, you know, and it seems like she's kind of putting on this facade of like, I got to watch my back. But like I said, she really doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all an act. Yeah. And all of a sudden she has all these resources like she was. Like the last time we saw her, she was, uh, what was she working at? like at shield the control agent, center of, of of civil war? Yeah, I thought like, she was a shield agent, but I can't remember. Like she had a desk job essentially, <laughs> and like now all of a sudden she's like this, uh, this Captain rogue, America you know. Civil War. Yeah, she was a CIA. She oh yeah, and at the end of Civil War, at the end of Winter Soldier, after. It's announced that Shield is really Hydra and the dissolution of Shield. She mm-hmm. goes to the CIA. So in Civil War, she's a CIA agent. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna like you're not gonna just like. And she works under who? Under like in Civil War. Yeah, who does she work under? Uh, Nick Fury. No. No. That she was, worked uh, at CIA. Who was the guy at CIA? Come on, you know. CIA. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching to see if we can get it. Uh, what's his name from um the white guy in Black Panther? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, name Ross. Let's see. Oh, Thunderbolt Ross. No, not Thunderbolt Ross. The other guy. I shouldn't have brought this up because I don't yeah, remember damn name. Uh, and I can't type with one hand. Man, what's that guy's name? He was in the villain character. Right. Gosh, I went from being getting hot as being cold to getting hot as hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, well, it's not important. Let's move on. I can't find it, and I'm not going to sit here all day for her. Yeah. Where was I? Okay, so my theory. So I have two theories about Sharon Carter, and one of those theories kind of branch out. So the first one is she's the power broker, and the second theory is she's someone who's working underneath the power broker, and it's going to use this whole... Um, situation to either get rid of him or just out and out kill him so she can assume the throne of the power broker and and my other one is she's actually an undercover agent still still yeah Uh, i mean i kind of hope not like just do something else like you know i don't know I don't know. I think the Her first character one, would be a lot cooler if she was the, the power broker. Yeah. In my opinion. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I'm just saying those are the two options I have right now. It just depends on how if they want to make her. I wouldn't say evil, but more like gray. You know, she works Everett Ross. That was the guy's name. I was right. Yeah, more of a uh, uh, anti-hero, mm-hmm. anti-hero. Kind of like what they're doing with Wanda right now. Mm-hmm. So, with the help of, let's see where we, Sharon Carter, they, um, Sharon Carter sets up this little party to get information on the man making the uh, super soldier serum. And we get the greatest moment in Marvel TV history. Zemo feeling the beat. <laughs> Did you see the extended cut they put out? No, they put out an extended cut. <laughs> yes, people were asking for it. They were like, release the Zemo cut. And then Marvel was like, okay, like two days later, they put it out. Yeah, go look it up. It's on uh, YouTube or Twitter. Go find it. Yeah, that man was cutting the rug. So I did Z E and YouTube, and it said Zemo dancing. <laughs> yeah. They put one hour dancing Zemo Marvel Entertainment on the YouTube site on the YouTube page. What did I tell you? Marvel knows what we they know what we want and they give it to us. So moving on, the guys and Sharon make it to the cargo containers. Oh, before I get that, I'm I forgot about this part. If you're going to go undercover, please, for the love of God, put your phone on silence. <laughs> that's any, that's anywhere. That's like such a rookie move. I'm, it's such a rookie move, but it's such a thing that Sam would do because he doesn't live in that world of espionage. And if wow, this is like, very, you're, very you're, Jean-Claude Van Damme kickboxer. You're enjoying it, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> And there's no music. I don't have it. I have it on silent. Yes. Yeah. Zemo on beat. Uh, yeah. Um. If you're gonna play the smooth, the smooth debonair black guy, you need to be able. You don't say, "Hey, we're gonna kill the banker and take it over." Be like, you know, I'll take it. You know, I'll handle it. I'll, I'll just buy the bank. Come on, man. <laughs> Moving on. It does that always happen. Like that's like I don't mind hmm. like uh typical like plot points, but that was very like you knew something like that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like I said, Sam was gonna be the one to fuck it up because he was the one not used to that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so they make it to the cargo containers and inside they meet the scientist who's named Nagel. And they learned that he created 20 doses of the serum, which Carly stole. And he made them them those 20 doses from a subject in America. And you know who that subject was, correct? It was the man from the second episode, right? Yep. Uh, Isaiah. Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. I want to say Isaiah Washington. (laughs) No, that's wrong. So, and then because Shelby was killed earlier in that firefight by Shannon, there's a bounty out on all four of their heads. And when the bounty hunters show up to kill the four of them, Shannon Carter pulls out the most John Wicking moves I've ever seen. Like that was 
like the way she capped those guys was violent, gruesome. I mean, she like disarmed one, shot one in the head, hid behind a container, wait for the guy to come around the corner and plugged him in the head as well. If you didn't know this was John Wick, that was the moment. (laughs) So while Bucky and Sam are questioning Nago, Zemo, the sneaky devil that he is, finds a gun and does what he told him that he would do. He shoots the scientist dead. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't understand why they're even remotely surprised at this. He told him what he was going to do. Yeah, like, this is the last guy you, like, you have to always assume that he's going to try and follow through with what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a man of conviction. If he says, I'm going to destroy that entire super soldier program, then that's what he's going to do, whether it costs him his life. So at the end, um, the guys are able to get a name um, from Nagel, someone who's close to Carly, and they... They, they um, hop on, on Zemo's jet and makes a way to, where are they? Oh, Latvia. I swear, I see Latvia and the first thing that comes to my mind is Latveria. Latveria. Yep. <laughs> okay, it's not just me? Nope. All right. So, of course, Zemo has a place in the Latvia because, you know, the boy's got money coming out of his, got out of his ears. Mm-hmm. And before the, uh, the they can make it to Zemo's new pad. Bucky notices something on the ground. It's a little spear. And so he tells the guys he'll be with them a moment and he walks off and he finds another spear. And then we get the sweeping camera angle and he's, and Bucky says, I know you're here to show yourself. And when the camera positions itself back around um, behind Bucky, there's Ao, a member of the Dormalage. And she is here to take Zemo in by hook or by crook. So when you saw um, Bucky stop and let the others walk, what did you think was going to happen? I didn't know what to expect. I, I like I forgot that you know, like an arrow was something that you would. Like I, I kind of forget about. There's, I feel like there's a lot of calling, calling cards, these days. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, I honestly was not expecting to see Ao. So when he got the first one, I wasn't watching 100, so I didn't see what he picked up. But when he walked over and got the second bead, I was like, oh, I know where that's from. <laughs> And so that is episode three. Now, I think we, like we said before, we both liked episode three, but episode four is where it really picked up. Um, any lasting thoughts on episode three? Uh, no. The what's her name, Carly? She's still on the run, and uh, you know, she's things are going to really pick up with her. Oh yeah as we'll see so heading on to episode four the whole world is watching hey yeah go ahead Mm -hmm. one hour dancing zemo has five million plus views on youtube (laughs) 
<laughs> how does how does that work? Is someone really watching our this for an hour? Well, you know, YouTube counts clicks as long as you watch it for like like I think five or ten seconds. See, I don't know how long it yeah, how long it, it, it you have to watch it for it to count. No, you don't have to watch the whole thing for it to count. Okay, because it's been running for seven minutes, so we're You're mesmerized, here, so. aren't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can't stop. Yes, I won't stop. Five million. All right, I'll click it off now. You can keep watching, it. it's good. <laughs> So episode four opens with AO giving Barnes eight hours to turn in Zemo before the Wakandas take him. And this is the episode of you've got X amount of time. Yeah. And <laughs> I honestly think like he should he should have been thankful for them eight hours because if they wanted to take him right then and there, there's nothing that either him or Sam could have done to stop him. Mm-hmm. So he goes into the house and tells um, Zemo straight up, the Wakandas in here, they say they got eight hours, which is something I'm I'm thankful for. It wasn't one of those things where he, like one of those TV tropes where he kept that secret to himself. And it's, oh shit, eight hours are up there. Right. Was, you knew. <laughs> yeah. He, he didn't say anything. Yeah, he didn't hide. He walked in like, you, can, you, you got eight hours or else they're coming to take you by force. Mm-hmm. So what happened next? I'm not even watching the episode. So the three of them head off to basically what do we call it, like a school building? Yeah, I mean, they, they were, you know, Sam made the mistake of calling it like a refugee camp or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and the yeah, guy corrects him. We're not refugees. We're not running from anything, which is true. Everything they had before the blip was taken away from them. It's too nice. It's too nice of a place, even as a rundown as it may be, mm-hmm. or just old. You know, it's just an old building. Yeah. And of course, Zemo was able to get the information he needs from children, giving children candy, which we do not. Um, <laughs> we do not stand by. Don't be just giving random kids to uh, random kids candy. Somebody will call the police on you. Mm-hmm. But so carry candy. No, I'm so proud of you. Also, you're trying to cut, get them gains. What's that? Get them gains. Oh no, I eat more candy for that. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> I just don't carry it. Uh, so episode. Uh, we're both fat boys. Episode four, I forgot to start with this. <laughs> so we start in Wakanda six years earlier, and AO mm-hmm. is there helping Bucky get over his um, Winter Soldier training. And mm-hmm. she basically said, He's scared. He's worried that it's going to happen again. And she said, No matter what, I got you. And I know. I I'm a Marvel fanboy, MCU fanboy, but the acting that this man was giving in this scene, brava. He's been he's gotten better each episode. Like I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it too much, but he's really like I'm really liking his character now a lot more. 
Yeah, just the the tears and the look of anguish on his face because, like he said earlier, he remembers every kill that he ever made mm-hmm. as more so. And he was the Winter Soldier for a damn near the better part of a century. I like to think about who he, who all the people he knocked out. You know, he he knocked out um, either MLK or Malcolm X. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no. JFK. Yeah, the Winter Soldier was there. Americans oh. are getting a little too happy, a little too peaceful. Races coming together. Russian, Russia don't like that. Oh boy. Yeah, you don't want to think about that, do you? I'll let you have all that. Imagine if they were doing like you know this scene right here where he where like he's looking into the fire, he's crying, and like he's having all the flashbacks of all the the people he's killed, and like one of the videos is like the the um. Uh, JFK's motorcade. <laughs> or, no, I mean, you're, you're probably right. It's probably someone like MLK, you know, where, like, you know, it it just has a deeper effect than, you know, I mean, obviously losing a president, you know, that's a huge, that's a huge event in, in any nation's history and whatnot, but to uh to lose a cultural leader like that oh you know. america's rubber rousing let's get him real quick it's causing if dissension it, if you think about it yeah you don't if they do if they do well you don't want to think about it, do you if for the the purpose of this these stories they they change it where he's the one that takes out jfk you're gonna see footage of a lot of you're still gonna see that footage of like little jfk jr saluting <laughs> And a whole lot of other white people, you know, mourning. But if you change it up and do someone who's culturally significant, can you imagine what Bucky would, you know, the flashbacks he'd be having of seeing, like, you know, uh, minorities mourning? Like, I, I like to think that there was somebody that was like, can we... <laughs> Can we get the uh, images of MLK's speeches and Kevin Feige just running down the hallway? No, 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 no. <laughs> we want to dab in the race, not make an entire splash out of it. Yeah. Um, so, okay. We're, okay. So, so Zemo bribes on the kids in order to give her information for the funeral. And Sam wants to talk to her and try to persuade her to do this peacefully to turn herself in. I mean, she's like, no, she's killed people, but you, Sam doesn't want any kind of escalation. And if anyone could do it, it's him because remember back and in the beginning when he first appeared, he was a trauma counselor for returning veterans. Mm-hmm. So if anyone was able to talk people down from the ledge and get them back or at least see the wrongs and try to right them. It'd be him. Now, of course, things don't go to plan because MAGA Cap and Battlestar, his black friend, show up. <laughs> and, like, I don't understand how people on the streets of um, this country can recognize two adventures but everyone in Madripoor, which is full of common criminals, couldn't. 
like I can like I can well I can understand like you say okay Bucky he fought the Avengers but Zemo escaped and used the code words to reprogram his um to bring back his program and you can make that lie in Magivore but Sam Wilson there's only like three or four black Avengers on this team <laughs> This is the dude who gave back the shield to America. Like you, that was no one saw that magic for. But anyway, of course, John Walker is going to fuck things up. Um, oh, hold on, going back to this when Anthony, when no, not Anthony, but when um, Sam was telling the story about his his aunt, his TT, when she passed away, and the entire community came out to pay their respects. Did you know what a TT was, or did you have to wait for the explanation? I figured it was some family member. I was, you know, my my first thought always goes to grandma, but mm-hmm. TT sounds it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. And then Zemo, what's some more bar? Your TT will be proud of you. <laughs> Oh, they give him the best lines. So, moving on, we go to the funeral where Carly is saying the words about basically the woman who raised her, the foster mother, not only for her, but the group her her entire community. And she happens to look up and who's in the window? Sam. So, Mm -hmm. Sam pay uh, obviously respectfully lets her finish her her monologue her eulogy sorry and meets her later and they get to have a discussion about how carly is basically she has she has her heart in the right place but she's doing everything wrong right and complete opposite of how he go about it yeah it's like i I understand you want things to go back how they were during the blip and the people come back and they stole for it, but you can't you want to fight power with power but the guys you're fighting fight against have more resources than you can ever have like mm-hmm. we see in this um in this episode they go to both carly and her friend <laughs> go to the funeral to get more super soldier serum and there's about I would say 13 to 14 vials left. I mean, even if you have 20 super soldiers of like the serum doesn't make you bulletproof. Right. As we we saw in episode, what was that? Episode one? Mm -hmm. When dude got shot up. one. I will say it was episode. I'm one. pretty sure it was episode one. Yeah, because I was in that courtyard, not the courtyard, but like that big quad type area. So I lost my place now. So Sam, like I said earlier, he's a perfect person for this job. He's explaining to Carly like what it is that she's doing wrong, and basically. One point that you made, basically about the what she says about any, I will destroy anyone that gets in my way because I have the power. And it's like, well, well, then Sam's like, oh, that sounds really 
problematic. Right, problematic. It sounds like you want, you know, like the exact line. Oh man, I keep skipping. Come on, Xfandy, work with your boy. But yeah, what she says is extremely problematic. It sounds like she wants to be like she just wants to have all the power herself, even though she she catches herself and says, that's not what I meant. You're just twisting my words and like, well, shit, that's what you said. I didn't make right. it. It's, you know, there's a lot of meaning behind that. Mm-hmm. And when you're that young, you have to understand that your words can be interpreted any number of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're saying I want to increase my army and destroy everyone who stands against me. I mean, there's not much room for uh, well, subtlety, subtlety for one, but also there's no room to infer anything else. Mm-hmm. And just when it looks like Sam is making progress, here comes old jackass um, John Walker in the room the moment and this is where you really see the like this is where you like you really finally see the uh, the uh, the drastic differences between John Walker and Steve Rogers mm-hmm. you know because even if you go back if you go back to uh, the first Avenger you know Tommy Lee Jones had his candidate picked you know mm-hmm. one of those one of those other soldiers he had his candidate he was big and strong and you know passed all the tests and stuff like that you know and obviously they weren't as intensive as they are you know back in you know in the 40s as they are now where you know there's all these like official metrics and whatnot that they use for John Walker but you know he's big and strong and and you know a born leader or whatever he looks but, the part right so you know that's always kind of been the theme is that anybody can be Captain America, but only certain people are worthy of being Captain America. And he's clearly not that like he's, you know, he, he can't even carry Steve Rogers gym bag. You know, he, he has all the metrics, all of the, the, um, you know, the, the tangible, you know, all the, tangible metrics but the intangibles aren't there you know heart and the um the goodness that that make steve rogers captain america yeah and going back to the first captain america movie the reason he's picked for the super soldier serum isn't because he's a good soldier but because he's a good man Mm -hmm. and that's the same reason that he gives the shield to sam because you remember like right before he goes back in time when he's standing on that platform he's like you're a good man sam mm-hmm. and it's more important like when you're holding that shielding you're supposed to stand for the ideals of america it's more important that you're a good person like even in the toughest of times you can see a way out and you can see the good of people it's more important to be that kind of person holding the shield than the grunt who can you know go through a wall and you know, bust down a bunker. Right. 
and you know that was you know that's what you see in this in this episode like he his his uh uh his head you know is um he uses his head instead of his, his heart shit he used john walker uses fists instead of his heart or his head yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. And the shield, unfortunately. So, but also, but also, oh. like, again, this is kind of where the complexity comes in. Like, sure. Like, who who among us would turn down that role, right? It's like when a, you know, when a star athlete signs a, a massive contract with a with a bad team, you know, you go. What do we always say? Go get your money, right? Mm-hmm. Who among us would turn down that offer to be the next Captain America? You know, it's, I think that's where that complexity comes in because it's like, how could he not turn that down that role? But at the same time, it's like, you know, he didn't know that he, they didn't know that he wasn't going to live up to that, you know, that standard that, that Steve Rogers set. So it's like, a lot of times, it's the person who doesn't want the power who deserves it the most because right. you can understand the responsibility of being Captain America and standing for your country, even when your country doesn't always stand up for you. Like mm-hmm. you, you can shoulder that responsibility and understand what it is. That's who should be holding the shield. And John Walker, as we've seen in this episode, definitely doesn't have that ability to understand that. No. No, I mean, he was just, he was just always a soldier and a good mm-hmm. one at that. Like, you know, not, not, not good. And, but I mean, like proficient he, in what he, yes, was he supposed to do. His missions, three medal of honors, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing what your supervisors order you to do. And we see later, he has a conversation with um, Battlestar where he just tells him, we, you know, we did to get those, to get those medals what we had to go through the, the things that I've done this mm-hmm. is cap being Captain America is the first thing that he can be proud of but at the same time all he knows is how to be that guy and so you carry that into the next role which is Captain America all he knows is how to be that guy that you know wins at all costs yeah, all he knows is go, go, go. There's no like mm-hmm. critical thinking. If I do this, then that will happen. If I hold off, then this will happen. Right. It's I, he sees a target, he attacks. And we've seen that multiple times during this show when it comes to the flag smashers. Mm-hmm. And every time it goes either it it's a dead end or it goes terribly wrong for him as we see later in this episode so after MAGA cap scares off Carly she takes off running and she's just trying to escape through the basement and uh, guess who she runs into who she run into Anthony oh she ran into Zemo and Zemo does what shoots her he keeps, times. he keeps that thing on him he unloads. And if he, honestly, if he wanted to kill her, he could have. He shot her, like, center mass. He definitely had enough time to line up a headshot and just take her out. Mm-hmm. 
but he hits her in the stomach. She takes off running, flips over uh, a table, and spills all the super soldier serum. And Zemo comes over and he uh, pulls the big boy from ATL. I know that ain't what I think it is. Huh? <laughs> and he just proceeds to just stomp the shit out of every vial or every vial he thinks of because they're the flag smashers. He's the vial smasher. Yeah, he's the vial smasher. As he's getting busy smashing them vials, he takes a shield to the he- to the head. <laughs> and <laughs> like people have asked like how hard that that uh shield is, like it knocks Zemo unconscious. But don't forget, like the vibranium, it absorbs um it absorbs uh vibration and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's probably the same as just getting punched in the head really hard. Yeah, I mean, and if it was, if it was, it's it'd be thud. dead, man. Yeah, it's a thud. So when we get back after. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. So Zemo smashes just about all the vials, but there's one that he missed, and of course, always one, always one. John Walker sees it, picks it up, and pockets it before anyone else can see it. So. We get back to Zemo's place. He's uh, Zemo's drinking a drink and trying to live off this concussion. And Zemo asks Sam a question. If you had the opportunity to take it, the super soldier serum, would you take it? He just he blatantly says no. He just says no as soon as possible. It's not for him. Do you remember the reasoning he gave for not taking it? Uh, I don't. What? See, it's weird because I only remember the one with the, his conversation. His conversation with um, uh, what's the what's what's his nickname? Battlestar. Battlestar. Jamal is it? Jamal. In their conversation about it, I I don't know why I don't remember the one with Sam about taking it. One thing, Bucky, you just blatantly says that dude's crazy. I know crazy because yes. I am. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that's a hard, yeah. Sorry, I'll watch right now. So, of course, Cap, fake Cap, and um. Battlestar come in and it's going to be a rumble and John Walker being the dick he is looks at Sam and says oh do you want me to put down my shields to make it a fair fight and I'm going to be 100% honest right here if it's uh, John Walker and, uh, and Jamal Hawkins versus Sam and Bucky I'm picking Sam and Bucky a hundred times out of 99. Yeah. I mean, Bucky has the, he's got the metal arm, metal arm, super soldier serum. And like I said before, uh, on the podcast, huh? Experience. Yeah. Uh, Sam's trained with captain America, even without the wings, he's a capable fighter. But uh, more importantly, as I said before, battle starts is a normal ass human being. (laughs) But we'd never get to see that fight because 
out of the corner comes a goddamn uh, vibranium spear. And Adora, Dora Milaje are there to pick up Zemo, take him back to Wakanda. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But as we all know, that doesn't. That doesn't happen. At, Rarely doesn't happen. Yeah, once again, John Walker's mouth writes a check that his ass can't cash. And pushes the, him over the edge. Yeah, the door Milaje just whip his ass from pillar to post. There's a point where one of them throws her spear. She traps his shield in between him and the table. He's stuck as like he was warned before the fighting started because Sam tells him straight up, hey, you might want to take on Bucky before you fight the door Milaje. And of course, being the white guy, it's like they don't have jurisdiction here. And the best line of the series, the Dora Milaje has jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaje happen to find themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's we it's like you remember the um the street prophets who wants to smoke the saying, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Dora Milaje bring the smoke at all times. <laughs> and and during this fight, as Sam and ba- not Sam, but as Cap and Balstar are getting their asses handed to him, Sam and Bucky are just standing watching. And Sam's like, we really should do something. And looking good there, John. Looking real strong. <laughs> but you know, their better, better halves get get them and they decide to join in the fight. And the I'm watching it right now, and like the only thing that saves them is the Dora Milaje stop fighting. Because mm-hmm. we see Ao, she hits uh, Sam, uh, not Sam, but Bucky with the the exploding heart technique and make his his arm, his um, <laughs> vibranium arm fall off, and the fight's over. And like Bucky has this look of like just shock and hurt. And Larry tells him, oh, shit, right. I, didn't, I, I didn't know that they could do that. It's like when that friend takes it too far. Like, mm-hmm. Why would you do that? I thought we were friends. And after after the fight, A.O. checks the bathroom and Zemo's pulled to El Chapo, which is funny to me because it means El Chapo exists in this universe. <laughs> and the other uh, Dora Milaje, she does a little the shield stomp flips it up and forced it hum what you say AO tell it yeah just AO tell her to just hand it back yeah she's like leave it we don't need that shit (laughs) we got mounds of vibranium let them have that little trinket It reminds me of what they said, and was it Black Panther? I think it was like they, we gave them vi- that vibranium, and all they could do is make a damn frisbee out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, they and really they stopped fighting because that that they weren't there for that. No. They were not there to fight. They were there to, to capture Zemo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's long gone, and Zod just has this pitiful puppy dog look on his face. <laughs> they weren't even super soldiers. Mm-hmm. They gave him the beats, both him and his uh, his black friend. <laughs> so that's the point where 
as far as I'm concerned, that's when he decided to take that serum. Push him over the edge, without mm-hmm. a doubt. Like after that, he has a conversation with Balsar where he's sort of like, if you had the opportunity, would you take the serum? And uh, just like Sam earlier, no hesitation. He's he doesn't say no, but he says, Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And it shows hell's yeah. What's it? <laughs> it shows You're that a soldier man, come on. Like you you you're one of the top soldiers that you know. Yeah. This this conversation right here shows how much of an influence Lamar has on on um on John. Like mm-hmm. he's his conscience. And he says something very important. Power just makes you more of what you are, which is true. Power made Steve Rogers a it was a good man made great. Right. And unfortunately, John Walker is not that man. Like he has flaws, but he doesn't see doesn't see them. He still thinks he's he's worthy of the Captain America name, even though it's obvious to us and it's obvious to both Sam and Bucky that, like you said earlier, who couldn't carry uh, Steve's uh, gym bag, right? He's not sure of himself. Like he, you know, again, there's a lot of pressure to be this hero. Um, and if you are not sure of yourself or if you, you know, if you just don't have those intangibles, then it's just not going to work out. And it ain't working out. No, it is not. <laughs> the way, the way, you know, the government wanted it to, and the fans, you know, everybody. But yeah, because you think about it, if it wasn't for Sam and Bucky doing the legwork, and that includes Zemo, like where would they be? Like every lead that both John and um, I keep calling him Jamal. That is not his name. <laughs> I tell you that where they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be in a basement finding a vial of uh, super soldier serum. Yeah, well, yeah. Lamar, I keep calling him Jamal, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> like, we saw in episode three when they broke down that one Flash Smasher safe house and it was a dead end and their only recourse was to track Sam and Bucky around. Mm-hmm. So even like the job he's supposed to do being captain america find these terrorists he sucks at that he has to rely on someone else to do it he's not he's not worthy of name and and i keep saying it over and over again but it's true so carly reaches out and contacts his sam's sister sarah and how did she get that number probably through the power broker but when no, because the power broker is after her. The too. power broker is chasing the ass right now. Hmm. So, it kind of, I don't That's know. It's a plot hole. That's a plot hole. Which hopefully they'll fill. Mm-hmm. Which and could kind of lead to your 
to your theory of uh, Sharon Carter? Yeah, Sharon. Because maybe in that in that brief time we we don't see them on you know on screen. Mm-hmm. She's revealing herself to Carly as the power broker, and you know all's forgiven. Here's the information. You know, here's his information. And, maybe you know. she's just playing both sides. Right. If she really is in that that gray area like she could just be seeing who wins and align themselves with that mm-hmm. but that that theory would would hinge on her not being the power broker like that'd be like my other theory where she's like like second in command trying to take out the power broker mm-hmm. but going back to, uh to the show all carly wants to do is to talk to sam and you can tell both of these guys came for a damn fight because they are suited and booted. And in the middle of this conversation, Carly lets her know, we don't want to kill you. You're, you're just a guy. We want to kill Captain America. He's a symbol. And so in the middle of the conversation, Shannon, using her super secret spy satellite that no one knows how she got, she alerts Sam and Bucky that... The new cap's on the move because both him and Lamar have found what they believe to be a um, a safe house for the Slag Smashers. And I don't understand. Okay, I understand TV-wise, like, why this happened. But I don't understand, like, you know that you've taken the super soldier serum. Why the hell are you letting Lamar go first? You're also because you're captain. captain. You're captain, captain America. You send the soldiers in first. It's it's a game of chess. But still, you're not Steve. You Rogers. want if you want to be the hero, you got to be the hero. You got to be first in. He's not Steve Rogers, so Steve Rogers goes in head first. He doesn't. It's just I think it's just the, um, the you know the um, juxtaposition of those two characters. So Lamar gets captured. He's tied up. He eventually gets free later on. Um, at what point did you know that uh, Walker had taken the super soldier serum? When he first hit that, uh, when he hit the first flag smasher, and he like knocked him across the room. It's like, oh, there it is. It's kicked in. Oh, I know. I thought the first fight, like after Lamar's captured, he has a fight with two of them and he throws the shield and gets it embedded in the wall. And he's like, when he goes to get the, the shield, he's geeking. Mm-hmm. He's got, he's do, doing this with his shoulders. Like, he's feeling like, that, that man's all crack. He is all jacked up. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I just saw the scene. He kicked that dude down a whole flight of stairs in front of Sam, and Sam is like, Sam watches him bend a pipe around the dude's arm, and Sam's like, oh, shit, he took it. Both him and the flag smasher. And Sam's like, what did you do? Oh, yeah, that especially he was like, oh, no. He's like, what did you do? But, you know, I like that next episode will... We'll see him 
be confronted about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because going on, uh, like I said, Hopkins eventually gets free and he joins the battle. Um, and unfortunately, he's accidentally killed by Carly. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the Flag Smashers decide it is time to uh, book it. Which they all immediately do. And uh, John goes over, he catches, he uh, checks on Hopkins. He doesn't hear any pulse, doesn't feel anything. He knows his, his best friend is dead and he loses it. He leaps out of the next, the, the closest window, does like the Captain American landing on a van, chases down one of the flag smashers, knocks him down demands to know where Carly is and when the guy doesn't tell him he takes his shield and decapitates him and that visual of him standing with the shield with blood dripping off it that's a moment that is a moment and like the title suggested the whole world was watching because we are in 2021 and everybody has a camera. Yeah. So that ends episode four of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I'm so excited to see episode five and six, man. Man, I, I, I'm loving it. Uh, it's, it's just gotten better and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knocked the holy hell out of that man. <laughs> like when she hit him, the fight stopped. Like everybody look, oh shit. And it's one of the things that it makes you realize if uh Steve Rogers wanted to kill someone, he could have killed them easily. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And did you watch the trailer they put out for the next episode? I haven't. I'm going to, though. Uh, there's a moment there where um, John is talking to both Bucky and Sam, and he's like, you guys don't want to do this. And, like, Sam looks at Bucky, and then Bucky looks up, and he looks at Walker, and he's like, yeah, we do, John. So I don't know if they're going to take the or try to take the shield from him or just try to arrest him or what. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm all in. I can't wait to watch on Fridays. Oh, yeah. And uh, almost there, too. Yeah. This will be our Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Imagine you just, you're seeing, you're watching the new Captain America. You think he's about to arrest some guy and he, he just takes the shield and knocks a just kills a guy yeah it's gonna be great to see like you know how it affects him how you know how it affects his reputation like because it's it hit right then and there like Mm -hmm. we're gonna find out very quickly what the whole world thinks about this captain america And I actually saw this uh, scene a couple months ago. Somebody was doing like they were doing behind the scenes uh, filming, 
mm-hmm. and they were doing the whole thing. They were showing like the scene of him hitting the dude, and like I was like, oh, that's when he goes crazy. That's when he must go crazy in the TV show. And it is seen on the show. It's like, oh, he went crazy. <laughs> yeah. You crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how like I don't know how John walks this back if he ever can and someone on Twitter says something like very profound it's like Steve Rogers is what America wants to be while John Walker is what America really is Oof. It's too close to home. Yeah, well, we always want to act like we're the heroes and there was a story, but you go over to other countries and uh, if, if we're not we're not the villains, we may be just like like that murky gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, what did you think about episode four? I loved it, man. And it's just, you know, got me excited for episode five. Oh yes, I can't wait. I don't got. I'm. I don't got no theories. I'm just here to watch and to enjoy it. I think it's gonna like. When, like, I always thought, like, out of the three Disney Plus shows that were initially announced, WandaVision, The Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki, I always thought this one was going to be the best one. Mm-hmm. And because WandaVision was just so wacky, I didn't know what to expect. But WandaVision, you know, blew away my expectation. But this show, this is the one that I'm enjoying the most. Like, I really. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've, it's well documented how I feel about WandaVision <laughs> compared <laughs> yes, to is, this. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is so much better, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. You just didn't like the those um, I Love Lucy Ash type shows. <laughs> yeah. Hater. Those are good Nick and Knight shows. You need to respect the classic. <laughs> All right, man. So we episode three and four on in the books. We will get to episode five when it comes out on Friday. Um, yeah. Anything else, man? That's all I've got. All right, that's all from me too. Um, sorry, I thought I had something else to say, but no, I don't. Um, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just laughing because oh. I, 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 I know how that goes. Yeah, this, uh, sometimes it just just disappears on me. All right, man. Well, I will talk to you later. Um, oh. If you're listening to this, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. I forgot to do the business time in the beginning. Apologies. And um, please, if you can, give us a five-star review. We very much appreciate it. And we shall be back. Record on the weekend. So we do episode five. Let's shoot for it. All right, so we'll do the episode five, and then sometime down the road, we got to talk about, you know, WrestleMania, our thoughts, and everything going into the new wrestling season. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. All right. Well, I will talk to you later, my friend. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.